As the racing season winds down, the separation season begins. Now, when I say separation season, I don't mean the season to separate yourself from racing, although that's exactly what many of your competitors are doing. And that provides an opportunity for you to separate from the pack. Within This Is Bracket Racing Elite, we focus on growth year-round, but the gains, they're, they're small, they're incremental during race season for two reasons. Number one, because your attention as a racer is split, right? You've got upkeep, maintenance, travel, all the things involved with the racing season, in addition to a focus on your own growth. And because other racers are working hard at that time too. It's this time of year, this separation season, where putting in the work can really allow you a leg up on the competition. If you're serious about doing just that, and you'd like to surround yourself with a group of knowledgeable trainers and accountable peers with the tools, the resources, the wisdom to help you take that next step, and perhaps even with the occasional kick in the pants to keep you on track, this is Bracket Racing Elite is the answer. We've helped thousands of racers just like you take the next step toward becoming the best version of themselves on the racetrack. Elite can help you do the same. Enrollment is open as of Monday, November 27th, and it closes December 8th. Learn more at thisisbracketracing.com slash elite. If you know, then you know it's those long nights, early mornings, rolling down these old back roads, working all week, trying to turn this blood, sweat, and tears poor with a little bit of green in it go. You can find me, smoke right behind me, two lanes and a finish line. BTE builds products that you can depend on, whether it's a complete power glide transmission, a torque converter for your specific combination, or any related component or bolt-on item. The professionals at BTE and Memphis Performance have what you need to succeed. Shop online at bteracing.com. Support for the Sportsman Drag Racing Podcast with Luke and Jed is brought to you by Manscaped who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming, Manscaped. They offer precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Add me to the list. We have an exclusive offer for our listeners. You want 20% off and free shipping? Go to manscaped.com and enter promo code JED and you will receive a huge discount for your next grooming experience. Check them out at manscaped.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sportsman Drag Racing Podcast with Luke and Jed. I'm Big Jed, Jared Pennington. He's cool hand Luke Bogacki. If you're a regular listener, thank you for your patronage. If you're new, you'll probably catch on soon enough. Our goal is to shed some light on the events, news, and issues in sportsman drag racing and the stars within it. All right, tonight uh, is another interview show. Uh, this is Big Jed by himself again tonight, but uh, not by myself long. We have on the phone with us one of the hottest names in racing right now, just somebody that's really doing a lot of great things in the sport, and we're excited to have her joining us tonight. We've got Paige Hamlin with us. Paige? Thank you so much for giving us some time and, and talking to us tonight on the podcast. How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, thanks for having me. 
Yeah, no problem. Uh, it's uh, it's definitely a pleasure to have you on, and uh, we're we're going to talk about your most recent wonderful things that have happened in your world. But uh, to get us started, you know, I like to let everybody know kind of where you're from and and where you are. So, what part of the world are you in tonight? I am from Houston, Texas. So a little, little ways from Alabama. Yeah, Houston's on out there a little ways. Uh, I haven't made my way to Houston to, to race yet. I only flown through there, but uh, it's a beautiful area and it's a big old city and a lot of great race tracks. And I know that you're heavily involved in the racing world. But what do you do every day for a living, Paige? Well, um, I am a teacher, so you, I've got many jobs, but that is the main one. Um, I'll teach. Yeah. What do you teach? I teach sixth grade science. Sixth grade science. Definitely an interesting uh, year to teach, but yes, it it is um, one of my favorites, and it kind of helps me have some time to, gives me a little time in the summer to have a little more time at the track and kind of do the race promotions and even help me, uh, gives me time to plan racing. Yeah, so, teaching career is. No, we may have to redo that one. No, no, a teaching career is very good for uh, for summertime racing for sure. So that's awesome. Uh, sixth grade science. I mean, like, what's a hot topic in sixth grade science? Like, what What are you? I know you're wrapping up the school year right now. If you haven't wrapped it up already, but what are you ending with? What are you teaching your children right now? Right now, they are learning about space. But we were learning about uh, potential and kinetic energy, so that's always a good uh, tune in to Motor Mania and teach moment, usually. <laughs> really? But, I don't, I yeah. Don't, I don't know how those tie together, Paige, and, and I don't know much about any science, much less at the sixth grade level, so I'm just going to trust you on that one. Uh, tell us how you got involved in racing. Um, obviously, I know that the family you're married into is heavily involved, but was there something prior to that? Yeah. Um, I was lucky. I grew up, um, actually at the track, but I know Luke had some ties to Texas raceway in Kennedale, Texas. Um, my parents were racers. Um, so I was out at the track since I was about a month old. Um, and so uh, my dad actually he used to drive a wheel stander so that was kind of how we I mean we were bracket racing he was doing wheelies and then uh <laughs> yeah and then I got into juniors and so that I don't remember winning very much but um I do remember having a good time if that counts for anything well they say that's uh, all that matters having a good time yeah cuz yeah I don't I think I got I think I won consolation once and that was about it <laughs> but yeah, so it just kind of went from there and uh got into big cars and uh about 2009 and that's where I did meet I met my husband, uh Scooter Hamlin. Luckily, he was a uh, very supportive because uh it was pretty much a here's your race car and trailer and like they, my parents taught me how to tow it once and then they said, "All right, if you if you can't do it, you can't go. So that's kind of how we started big cars and, uh, Scooter and I would go race 
red line now it's i30 dragway but go run red line every friday night and then go to texas raceway saturday and those were the good days so So. little miss independent was pulling her own car to the track at an early age how old were you when you started doing that i was 18 Mm. so we we started in a a kind of a funny story i was in a street truck because i kind of had to prove that racing's really what I wanted to do because you know there are a lot of junior drivers that don't kind of graduate into big cars um so I kind of had to prove that I was serious so I raced a black uh f-150 and Chase Huffman in his early days he put some pink racing stripes on it for me and they he told me it was the light from Ford that must have been crooked but I, I had some pink racing stripes that were a little crooked but i was i enjoyed it i could cut like a 20 light if i left on the second light going out somehow um, <laughs> <laughs> we made it work um but then that's kind of like i said we we went from there and like i said my parents were like okay well if you can tow it you can go but yeah it was i mean it's the best thing that ever happened to me because knowing how to do it all and um not needing help was great and whenever we'd have to drive through downtown Dallas, I'd let Scooter do that because that was a little much for me. But other than that, no, it was those were the good old days for sure. Well, what kind of what kind of mileage? What kind of distance was it that you towed to the track? Uh, when we would go to Redline, that was it was a good hour. So I want to say at least yeah. So and just towing through. Uh, like Friday traffic because you had to you had to get there. Um, it was just the timing of the day was kind of wasn't very much fun, but all the traffic and that was a little much. I like I like the open highway a little bit better than downtown Dallas traffic. But I'm still no, that was, way. Yeah, I, me too. I'm I'm totally you know scooter. He'll actually tow for me now, which I'm like I'm okay with. Like I'm all right with riding shotgun, and he can tow my stuff to the track, and that's all right. Well, I'm sure that you can use that time. You're you're heavily involved in racing. Uh, you you obviously have done some promotion now, and and you've got your teaching career. But what other things in racing are you involved in? I know there's more. Yeah, um, it kind of all started. It's a long story, but. Uh, we another story but my race car was actually stolen in 2013 so we we took a little year off and um because like when you you know you have all your hard-earned money into your race car and your trailer and it's it's gone in an instant which we got it back thank goodness we got it back um but we kind of just we took a step back and um we took a year off and I kind of had lost that interest in being a driver as much. And so I started a Facebook page called South Central Drag Racing. Um, and that was really just to kind of give our area, really, it was supposed to just be a calendar of everything that was happening. And so that um, kind of grew. And that's where I eventually, actually, it was because of you guys, the All-State Challenge Race that came up. Um, Tommy Phillips had become, I think, the team captain for Texas. And I wanted to kind 
kind of be a part of that and help kind of promote it because, you know, we kind of believe Texas has the best racers, but I know we were proved wrong. So there's not much we can do about that. Um, but that kind of blossomed into a, hey, do you want to come do this kind of stuff, but for the Lone Star Summer Shootout Race? And so it wasn't even something that I thought was really an option. And so, but it, we, you know, I got to go work with him and really it was a, it's a great race, the Lone Star Summer Shootout. And it's really an, an inspiration to kind of what became of the Fat Boy Mafia race. Um, but learned a lot. He's a great guy. He's really uh, racer driven. And so that's kind of, that's really what started it um, for me. And then I ended up kind of doing some race promotion for uh, Johnny Zell and Cody Polage because they had a couple races. And then it, then it was the Great American Series, which I'm still with now. And uh, also Jake Hodge. So it's, I mean, kind of the long story short. But, um, yeah, and here we are. It's been about five years now. It's definitely not the path I thought I was taking back then. Yeah, it's it's really remarkable uh, what all you have been involved in, and 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 you're still on the rise and still doing great things. Which brings me to the next point. Obviously, one of the reasons we have you on the show is you're fresh off of the the environmental oil recovery, Fat Boy Mafia Super 70K. You had a huge crowd page at uh, Extreme Raceway Park, and best I can tell, I'm I'm no social media guru but just what little bit i've been able to see here and there uh, everyone seemed to thoroughly enjoy themselves you got a lot of praise for what you did obviously teamed up with uh environmental oil recovery and, and troy morgan which is a an awesome guy himself and you know the, you start with an idea of putting on an event and then you turn it into reality take us from the infant stages of that, how did the idea come about? And then how did you guys make it a reality? Um, I mean, it's crazy because we, we had five months, but it kind of goes a little bit past that. Um, a couple years ago, Troy and I kind of talked because we were, we're actually going to do the second drink or the second all state challenge. Um, it, it never happened that year because of weather um, but we, we started talking and it's like, you know, well, Hey, like we should do a race. Like, and we were actually talking with Jake Howard about maybe doing a foot break race of our own. Um, but there really wasn't, there wasn't a track at the time. Um, XRP is a great facility and they have done an amazing job. Um, but at the time they were still kind of like new and it just wasn't the right timing. Um, and so we really, we didn't have a track, so it, it kind of had died out. And then really after the last, um, after the million, the great American, uh, guaranteed million, uh, Troy, I mean, Troy does so much for the racers and I know he's, he's a part of the world footbreak challenge and, um, yes. he said all the, yeah, he does, he's done so much. And I know he, he'd had a race before and I know he wanted to do one again. Um, but after, you know, he said everybody the the choice snack check, which, oh my gosh, I feel like I gained at least five pounds that week. Um, I don't know if like you got to see all the food or what. Oh it yeah. Was, it was unbelievable. 
Yes. And in so long, I, I mean, it was perfect. Like he was, he was a perfect person to be a race promoter, but um, just because of how much he cares about the racers. And so, but to the point we, right after that race, he called me and I, I actually missed his call. And I was like, Oh, okay. I was like, I wonder if he wants to do a race again. And lo and behold, he, he calls me and he's, he's ready. We're ready. Um, is that, you know, and this was November. And so I was like, okay, you know, kind of like with the racing world, really doing stuff in November for the next year kind of feels like it feels a little late in the game to me, which I'm sure when you're doing your, you know, promotions for your race, you've got a lot kind of, I mean, I feel like you've got a lot planned out way ahead of time. Uh, well, I'm glad it looks that way. <laughs> it, it it really does. But, um, and I mean, obviously like what you're doing is definitely you're setting the bar and I'm a foot brake racer. So I, I love what you do. Um, Thank you very but, much. And I don't know. And that, and as you can, you'll see there, there are certain things from your race. that's definitely, definitely inspired us, but um, basically called me and said he wanted to put on a race. And then from there, um, we talked to a couple tracks and really one track kind of turned us down like they're booked, which obviously it's kind of like they're, they're close to putting out their schedule. Um, and really I wanted extreme like that is, I mean, have you, you've at least, I don't know if you've been there, but you've at least seen what it looks like, right? I have seen some shots of that and it, it does look like an amazing facility. It is, we're spoiled and it's, it's 10 minutes from my in-laws. Um, and kind of with the Texas scene, um, there's not a lot, you got to travel. Um, I don't know about for you, like bracket racing wise, like we have to travel several hours. So we, we live in Houston, but we actually drive to, we drive three hours north every single weekend to go racing. Mm, And (laughs) yeah, so we're, and this side of the world or on our little island, it, it's a, yeah. And that's in every, we don't have racing. I don't want to, like, I don't think we have it every weekend. So some weekends we're just kind of like, uh, where can we go drive? <laughs> Cause mm. there's just not many options, but, um, but this track was 10 minutes down the road. It's a beautiful track. And, um, I knew this was where I wanted it. I didn't know if I could make it happen. Um, but we were able to kind of talk to them and Galen and Celeste were great. The track managers were great. And, you know, we, we came to an agreement and it, it just from there, it's like, okay, well we got tracks, let's, we got to get this flyer done. And, um, I actually designed the flyer so that I'm just going to let someone do that next time. But, um, it, it was, looked really good. <laughs> well, thank you. Cause, that was the longest part. And, um, I was actually finishing the flyer when Texas shut down and we lost all power, (laughs) um, from the, (laughs) yeah. And so we, we just went ahead and said, let's just put it out there because I didn't know when I was going to get power back anyways. And so, and honestly, I, I don't know how you felt after, you know, putting out, that first race like how did like putting out that first race to the world and 
you know, you have your idea, like, what are they going to think? Like that is the hard, that was the hardest thing to hit submit on Facebook is to put it in, to put it out there. That is difficult. I agree, which, you know, takes a lot of courage and guts and, and you take on a lot of risk. So uh, that's, that's one of the things I think that, that people are admiring about what you guys accomplished out there. Because let's be honest, uh, you know, no offense. First of all, I want to go back to something you said earlier about uh, us proving that Texas didn't have the best racers. Texas racers, as you know, are phenomenal, uh, as good as anyone in the world. Um, that's a huge state y'all got out there, Paige. Y'all could put together five teams of five and could be the last mm-hmm. five teams standing. That You could put together five from Dallas, five from Houston, five from San Antonio. So uh, it was just our day. Uh, we got lucky that day, but Texas has got some unbelievable talent out there, so much talent. But back to this, Texas is a difficult place historically to to get interest and, and put a crowd together. It's just I don't know what it is, if there's so many options, if they're so spread out, if it's a combination of those things. But you guys just are in a challenging market in your state. So, again, one of the things that has has just got everybody on buzz is this huge crowd. What what were your entries? It was huge. It was over 300. Yeah, we um, had – so Saturday – so the rain kind of hurt us. Friday, um, we we actually only had 140 in electronics, and I want to say 50 and uh, no electronics. So I was like, okay, you know, a lot of, and we made a call, so we decided to run it Friday until the rain came, and so, but a lot of people didn't think we were going to. So overnight, we sold at least 80 entries in the electronics class. I don't know if I'm doing my math right there, but we we were at a 213 or 15 in electronics, and then we went up to 84 in the no box class. Um, and so, and then we also had juniors. But we, I mean, like we were like slammed Saturday morning, and we ran out of parking at this track, which. Um, which they do have the bracket finals there. So we knew if we needed to, if we needed the room, we had it, but um, it's just, it was crazy. And honestly, I think, I mean, and we'll talk further on like kind of the why, but yeah, that was, it was a great car count and people definitely appreciate every single person that came to that race. Yeah, it looked it looked great. I got to watch some of the the feed that you guys were doing. It looked like a a well run race at a beautiful place, and again, everybody had a great time. A lot of big winners. Uh, but I guess one of the questions I always like to ask anyone that's done some promotion: if you haven't, was that your first real race that you promoted by yourself, or or had you done that prior? This was the first one where, yeah, this was my first, um, where, and it was a blank kind of canvas and, um, where it was, I had full kind of creative control on building the format, um, to like every little piece of it. Um, yeah, this was the first, I I've been a part of 
you know, series where I've played the role of getting people there, but I've never done the actual getting the track, you know, creating the format that, that took a month in itself. Um, yeah. And so, yes, this was the actual first. And you, you obviously brought in Jake Hodge, which uh, Jake is very entrenched in racing at all levels. So he's a guy that, that's got a very good view of things that, you know, you need to do and, and things you don't need to do. But even with that, did you even, did you understand at all what you were, what you were getting into? And I don't mean that in a negative way, but there's so many, that first go around, there's so many things, so many surprises, so many decisions that you have to make. Was it way more challenging than you even imagined? You know, I think the hardest part is really like you, you've got to surround yourself with the right people. And I think really the biggest part of the success was bringing on, you know, Jake Hodge and really being at this track where, I mean, they do an amazing job and their prep is always great. Um, one weekend they had trouble keeping, like some cars were hooking so good. They were doing wheelies. Like they've always had a great, um, track prep and they really, you know, care and take pride in that. Um, but I think, you know, there were certain things like, you know, there's certain things that, uh, it's a small thing, like, you know, registration probably could have been a little better, but the racers are so great. They, they, I mean, it's not something you, you saw on Facebook. Like we did, we just try to do our best in every part of it that we could, but I really think honestly, making sure you have that good team with, you know, Jake Hodge and with the track that makes the biggest difference. And and honestly, my partners as well with Troy and James, they were, you know, busting their tails as well to try to make sure we were, putting on a great race yeah most definitely surrounding so, yourself with good people is is a, a big ingredient to the success and you did that and uh, certainly pulled off a wonderful event and you know you you didn't get much sleep i'm sure a lot of restless nights <laughs> a lot of work a lot of walking a lot of moving and you wrap all that up and you basically go straight to the working man's 10 grands uh, along mm-hmm, with jake yeah. Uh, to to go do it all again with 500 or so entries uh, in in that awesome event that that Jake had, and I'm sure you worked uh, can to can't in in that event too. So uh, have you finally caught up on some rest? Oh yeah, finally um, this past weekend, and yeah, no, it was. Uh, I think we'll learn our lessons not to do races that close together again. <laughs> <laughs> But no, he's, and honestly, and to kind of answer that question too, like, I expected, honestly, and I, that's why I think Jake really saved a lot of it. I expected a lot more. It went, it went great. And I, I was expecting a lot more troubles. And I mean, honestly, like, I just, I was just blown away with everybody being very happy with the race. Um and even with Jake's race, like, he had 500, like, it was crazy. Um, even, with, like, he put on such a great race for the Working Man 10 Grands. And I really think, like, if you really care about the racers, that's such a big difference. Um, and even with running 500 cars and getting rid of buybacks and all of that, um, even for his race, I didn't see a lot of complaints. Like, 
it's just he's definitely a, a very key ingredient to the success of what happened at mine. Yeah, no doubt. Jake's good to have around for a lot of reasons. Um, so, Paige, you, you've done all this promotion. You're, you know, you do social media and, and some digital work for other events. You got all this stuff going on, but you also like to get on the track, as you mentioned a little earlier. You also like to do a little racing. Tell us a little bit about your hot rod. What What's your weapon of choice, and what class do you like to run in? Well, um, I actually let my husband sell it, um, but that's all right because I have I've stolen his little wagon uh, that he got down to eleven cars in at the million last year. I fell um, in love with that. I rode, I rode by and looked at that thing. It is incredible. That is one very cool hot rod. Yeah, I'm. I'm. You know, he. <laughs> I got in it last year. And, uh, I, okay, I'm a true foot brake. Like the only thing I really use that's not a foot brake, like I guess is an electric shifter. Well, um, even on my burnouts, I don't use line lock. I don't do any of that. Um, so there's a line lock in this car and I could just see scooters. <laughs> he was so afraid because I don't know how to do a burnout with it. He's like, well, you got to be careful because you don't want to bring like rev the engine up so high that you know the RPMs and then you break my motor. And I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> now that's so, all you can think about, yeah. And so, but no, it was it was a blast though. Once I, I, I figured that out because honestly, that's what I, I started in. My first race car had a key in it, all I had to do, my dad had it set up so I could just turn it on, there was no buttons to you know hit. Mm-hmm. um to turn, to turn we kept it real basic so um but no that and that car is beautiful like if i did something to it i'm pretty sure he would have divorced me so <laughs> <laughs> no i don't think it would have been that bad page <laughs> but he's yeah no that is right now that is my ride and how often um, do you get to get on the track you know now that we are kind of um done with fat boy mafia that is that was really the whole thing is now i can um i literally will go work the dream team race um next week at holly springs and then jake has a foot break race and then if i can see you out in july other than that i i'm done like i'm racing that is i'm gonna have some fun i'm ready okay so, okay well we we definitely need to chat next week at the at the dream team <laughs> we need to catch up yes. And talk a little business, but uh, before that, we'll we'll start wrapping this up. But tell us a little bit about Scooter. Um, obviously, somebody again that's been around racing a long time. I would assume that he is a a, a resource for you or a, a sounding board for you when you're thinking about ideas or something like that. Does he like to get involved in that, or does he say, "Paige, I don't want nothing to do with it." Um, honestly, a lot of people can thank him, um, because in this race, uh, in Texas, we don't have guaranteed money, um, big money bracket races, and we didn't have round money, which I know is kind of more common, like, in kind of the hub of big money bracket racing. And honestly, that was, I really spent a long time trying to figure out how to format this race. And, um, those were the things that he said, look, 
you have to do guaranteed money and you have to do round money. And, and honestly, um, I would work races and he would race. So I would still see the, the tab. <laughs> and sometimes <laughs> it, it started, <laughs> sometimes it started with a two and there was four digits in there. And, <laughs> and so, and, and he would go to the quarters or something like that and he'd get a hundred dollar check. Um, and so, and it, it's nothing wrong with kind of that's yeah. The market was um, with there not being much racing, the market really needed kind of something that paid back more. And so he really and like I said, like we we're paying, you know, we feel like we're putting a lot of laps on our cars, but the the money that you win just really wasn't kind of justifying all the passes and. So he really emphasized that we needed that round money. And that was, I think, really what people loved the most about that race. And I, I think he was 100% right. Uh, I, definitely think, I definitely think that was a great idea. You know, it is risky, but it's a great idea. Mm-hmm. It, it generally leads to better results. And hopefully those around that area are, are seeing that flyer and learning something from it. And the racers get better options as a result, you know, that's, that's one thing you can take pride in is kind of blazing a trail uh, your own way. And, and hopefully folks follow down that trail and, and give the racers better options than they've been getting. Uh, mm-hmm. So, Paige, I know that uh, that you you do social media and you do it well. I can tell that. So you've obviously seen and heard all of the great things that people have had to say about the Fat Boy Mafia Super 70K. How has that felt uh, to hear that praise from the racing community, not only from the people that attended, but uh, as I know, you've you've heard other people talking about it and giving praise uh, on their pages. What has that felt like to you? Um, Honestly, it's been really kind of surreal. I think when you work like when you work for promoters you see I don't you, you see everything so you see you see the good the bad the ugly um so I think mentally I was prepared with it being my first to be like and even okay so like I go back and I say when I hit send um you know I had a couple of friends that were like oh my gosh like they had their opinions on it Um, there was even opinions on would this shootout work or what it it needs to be changed. And so like, you know, that gets in your head, but, um, really seeing it come to life and seeing people happy and seeing people ask when, or just people asking, when are we doing it again? That just really blew my mind because, because I mean, like I said, I think, because I see so many little things, like I just honestly, you know, I poured hours, like, I'm thankful to my husband for letting me do I took a lot of time away from family to pour into this because we wanted it to be something that was for the racers. And um, it, it, it kind of blew my mind. Honestly, it, I felt like it was a little race in Texas, but I really wasn't expecting to be, I mean, my job is to get it out there to the world, but it really blew my mind that it even got on some people's radars. If you want the honest truth. 
Yeah, I get that completely. Um, I've, I've definitely been there, and, and I know that it is a, a very humbling and, and surreal feeling for sure when you're when you're hearing people that didn't even attend, such as us. We talked about it on the podcast, and um, when you're hearing and seeing that, it, it definitely is, uh, you know, it's cool. It really is it, It's because you know how hard you've worked and you know how many hours you put in that people will never see and understand and um, for that to, to become reality and be a success is, is a wonderful feeling. And I'm, I'm super excited for you that you got to feel it and definitely think that that's going to be something you're going to feel again, uh, many times over. I think you're, you're positioning yourself very well in the sport and, um, going to create some more opportunities for, for people to, to enjoy what, your, or how your mind works and what you're you're putting on flyers and putting at the racetrack. So excited for you, Paige. It's, a, it's really cool to get to see you do that. And, you know, somewhere that I, I wasn't sure if I should go or not, but, I mean, it is what it is. A female race promoter in this sport, um, that, that can be challenging. Uh, it can be scary, risky, and all those things that you want to associate with it. But you did it. And you showed people that really hard work and a, a great format can be successful regardless of who's doing it. And, you know, the world's proud of you. We're super excited for you to see what you got next. Yeah, very excited. And, no, I I appreciate and I, I did listen to that podcast and we appreciate y'all, you know, um, kind of spotlighting it and giving us a platform here and super excited to um see what's next and what's in store and we're just glad we get to do it again well we're all excited for that um obviously you're you're going to plan another one of those next year but what's next for you do you have uh do you have anything else you you may be expanding to more events or you just going to kind of stick with what you're doing right now and and get it where you want it before you look to expand you know i think um there's real value in um perfecting this because there's definitely i'd love to do a race very similar but maybe pay out a little bit more round money um but really keep it to once a year um i actually had two trucks that reached out to me this week asking if i wanted to do one this year and i just honestly think right now um to keep it to that one race format and put everything we got into it and maybe in a couple of years if it's um still kind of doing well then we'll think about maybe a second but right now i think just right now we'll focus on what we're gonna do for our 2022 event awesome sound like you got the right mindset and a, and a plan so i'm sure that will go extremely well for you Paige. Uh, again thank you for for sharing that your story with us uh, about the events and, and everything you do in racing and how you got involved and all that. I don't know how much you get to listen to the Sportsman Drag Racing podcast, but we got a little something we call rapid fire and it's five questions, but I had to put seven down for you because you're just too interesting. I had to know more about you than, than what I normally know. So if you're okay with it, I'd like to finish this up with rapid fire. Okay. Sounds good. All right. So I'm I'm scared of this first question because you're from Texas. Oh gosh. And, and <laughs> Texas, I, I just I, I'm afraid of the answer I'm going to hear. 
because y'all are y'all are serious about your steaks out there. But how do you like your steak cooked? <laughs> oh, uh, medium rare. Yeah, that's what I was afraid of, Paige. <laughs> we were pretty good friends up until then, but uh, but that that rare. <laughs> that rare just whew, that's rough, but it just shows how tough you are. Do you pre- <laughs> do you prefer a sunrise or a sunset? Ooh, I'm gonna say sunset for sure. Yeah, sunset sounds good. What is your dream car? It doesn't have to be a race car, just any car. Ooh, I would. My dream car is actually my race car right now, the '67 uh, Chevy two wagon. Mm, well, you got, but you I got, want, but I want it on the street. That would be perfect. Yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> what is your favorite hobby outside of racing? Um, I would say uh, playing tennis. Yep. Playing tennis. Okay. Yep. I mean, I'm a little winded when I try it now, but yeah. <laughs> tennis is a tough sport. Yep, that is. Uh, that was my sport when I took a little break from racing as a teenager. It, it definitely is, but oh. it actually made me a better. It made me a better racer, believe it or not. I can believe it. Hand-eye coordination is is key in tennis. That that should transfer to the racetrack. Yeah. What is your favorite vacation spot? Ooh, um, when they open back up the Carnival cruise ship, I'm ready. When okay. we can get back on a ship. Yep. So you just, you go right out of Houston there? Mm-hmm. And uh, we go down to, um, oh my gosh, what was it? It wasn't Jamaica. I'm already, I know we went to Cozumel, Mexico. Um, really anywhere. Bahamas. Um, that is my favorite uh, vacation. And you sound like a veteran. sound like you've done it a few times. Hopefully you get yeah. to do that again soon. Paige, what yes. is your biggest fear? Oh, gosh. Um, honestly, it, it really was failure on this race um, because there was, when I sent the flyer to Jake Hodge or when Tommy Phillips even saw it, I was like, oh, my gosh, they're going to think I'm crazy. Um, and then nobody told me I was crazy, so it's good. But, no, that was really, to be honest, that was my biggest fear. Yeah, fear of failure is what keeps us successful, so I understand that completely. I started this with food. I'm going to end it with food. What is your favorite way to eat eggs? No way. (laughs) Oh, Paige. You like your steak medium rare and you don't eat eggs? I don't eat eggs. I know. Something's wrong with me. We were doing so good. Yeah, these dang Texans were, were pretty were pretty messed up. <laughs> Y'all are tough, for sure. All right, Paige, again, thank you so much. Congrats on an amazing event. Uh, it's really cool to, to see you get to do that. Um, and we look forward to hearing more of the great things that you're going to do the rest of the year, whether you're helping someone or whether it's on the track or whatever. But um, really appreciate you taking some time to come out and, and spend with us tonight and tell us your story and uh, hope uh, hope things continue to go well for you in 2021 and beyond. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yes, ma'am. Our pleasure. Have a great night. Thanks, you too.
I want to thank everybody for tuning in. To make sure that you're the first to know when next week's episode is available, subscribe. And, and, and you can do that on Google Play. You can do that on iTunes. You can do that wherever you are accessing uh, our show today. Just subscribe. That way that you know that you have got the latest uh, edition of the podcast. You'll be the first to know. And do us a favor. Tell your friends about the podcast. Get your track involved by broadcasting portions of the Sportsman Drag Racing podcast over the PA on race day part of the sportsman drag racing podcast with luke and jed is brought to you by our great friends at manscaped guys the manscaped engineering team has confirmed that they have successfully created the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer which is now available for purchase in the usa and canada now this new trimmer was just released and we were the one of the first ones to get our hands on it it's awesome the optimized lawnmower 4.0 trimmer is waterproof so you can groom in the shower and not have to worry about making a mess on the bathroom floor. Now, that gets anybody in trouble. So don't get yourself in trouble. Do yourself a favor. Did I mention wireless charging? Yeah. The Lawnmower 4.0 has new wireless charging system that uses electromagnetic induction. Yeah. I mean, that's serious business right there, which can help battery length last longer. Do yourself a favor. Go to manscaped.com and use promo code JED. For 20% off and free shipping. That's 20% off the latest, greatest thing they got and free shipping at manscaped.com. Just use promo code JED. Look, your partner will thank you and your parts will thank you. Go to manscaped.com, promo code JED, get 20% off with free shipping. The Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. Get it now. Reasons to use BTE tune-up services. Number one, quick turnaround time. You won't be out of commission for half the season while you're waiting on your parts. Number two, unparalleled customer service and responsive communication. Reason number three, all brands of parts are accepted. It's not like they just work on BTE parts. Number four, BTE offers freight shipping discounts. They are located in the shipping capital of the United States near Memphis, Tennessee. And number five, reason to use BTE tune-up services. Quality work from knowledgeable technicians helps your system achieve peak performance. Enrollment in This Is Bracket Racing Elite is now open. You've heard me discuss, or at least reference, This Is Bracket Racing Elite. It is the premier offering of our website, thisisbracketracing.com. Elite is a membership community designed specifically to help you get from where you are today as a racer to who you want to be as a racer. Led by knowledgeable professionals, Justin Lamb and myself are longtime instructors, and we bring in a host of guests, racers that you know, racers that you respect, led by knowledgeable instructors and surrounded by supportive peers that are ultimately striving for the same goal in their own unique way. The truth is, at each event, there are 100 plus entries, there's one winner. At the end of each season, there's one champion. That feeling, not so much the money, not so much the trophy, that feeling of achievement, that sense of accomplishment, that tip of the cap from your peers, that's why we do this. You can dream of that feeling all you want, or you can take action, take steps toward becoming 
that racer. If you're ready to take the first step, this is Bracket Racing Elitist for you. Enrollment is open now for a limited time. Learn more at thisisbracketracing.com slash elite before we close the doors again on December the 8th.